Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Trail Tales. This is our portages, pathways, and paddles of the Great Lakes. And today, we will be taking a paddle up Lake Michigan's western shore. So, throw your dry bags into the into your vessel, and let's uh, hit the water. So Lake Michigan, have you ever paddled on it? Well, Lake Michigan can be a hairy adventure even today. Um, it isn't Lake Superior, but its smooth north-to-south orientation leads to several challenges. On the southern frontier, landmarks where the mouths of rivers are frequently mixed up not documented well maps back in the day as well. In addition, it's absent a sextant. Judging your mileage wasn't quite as accurate as you'd like it to be. Uh, there were also currents caused by southerly and northerly winds. A good westerly could push you out into the lake. Native Americans plied these waters for thousands of years in their travels to Mackinac Island, Mascouten, Chiquamagon, and all points in between and beyond. They typically came from the south using the Des Plaines River and the Chicago River uh, or the Kankakee up to the St. Joseph and over to Lake Michigan. The Potawatomi, Nassacutin, the Sauk were reported as living near the Winnebago's on the shores of Green Bay based on the information provided by Nicolet. Other Europeans, including Ragonel, Radisson, and Alouez, reported Potawatomi's uh, in the area and mixed with the Sauk, Fox, and Winnebago up to about 1695. One was reported they moved to the mouth of the St. Joseph River in Michigan. Only the Sauk, Fox, and Winnebago remained in the area through the contact period. The contact period started when Jean Nicolet, a French courier de bois, he was the first European to paddle the waters of Lake Michigan. In 1634, he hugged the north shore of the lake and entered today's Green Bay, then up the Fox River. His trip was told by Father Vilmont in the Jesuit Relations. Here is an excerpt from uh, the uh, publication. While in the exercise of his office, he was delegated to make a journey to the nation called the People of the Sea and arrange peace between them and the Hurons from whom they are distant about 300 leagues westward. He embarked in the Huron country with seven savages, and they passed by many small nations, both going and returning. No sooner did they perceive him than women and children fled, because it was at the sight of a man who carried thunder in both hands. Thus they called the two pistols that he held. The news of his coming quickly spread to places uh, roundabout, and there assembled four or five thousand men. Each of the chief men made a feast for him, and at least one of these banquets, uh, they served at least six score worth of beavers. The peace was concluded, and he returned to the Hurons and later to the Three Rivers. The next known European to ply its waters was in 1654. Menard Grosselier, brother-in-law to Pierre Radisson, took a voyage across the lower peninsula of Michigan and into Lake Michigan. It is unknown where he crossed the lower peninsula or where he landed on the east shore of Lake Michigan, nor do we know his route to the west shore. The most popular Native American route across lower Michigan at the time was uh, using the Shiawassee Grand River watersheds. 
Only a fool would cross an unknown water body with no horizon, so it was logical Grosselier, when he found Lake Michigan, turned south, then stuck to the shore, making his way around the base of the lake, ending up on the lake's west side. After Grosselier, a host of explorers, voyagers, and courier de bois set out to find their riches in the fur trade, including La Salle in 1680, La Hontan in 1688, Charlevoix in 1721, Carver in 1766, and many, many more. In fall of 1669, Father Alouez departed from Lake Nipigon for Green Bay. Traversing through the, the Sioux area on November 3rd, then detour, uh, then along the north shore of Lake Michigan, then to the mouth of the Acanto River, which empties into Green Bay. Being so late in the season, as the mouth of the river which we were entered was frozen over, uh, I'm quoting here, we were in great difficulty. We thought of making the rest of the journey to the rendezvous by land, but a furious wind having arisen during the night, we found ourselves uh, owing up to the, uh, the being beat up by the ice, uh, and to do so, we would have to continue our, our voyage. We finished it on the 2nd of December. So that location is believed to be located on the Acanto River near the uh, rapids where the city of Canton, Wisconsin now stands. Um, at the time, it was a mixed village of Sauk, Potawatomi, Fox, and Winnebago. Black robes would join these explorers in order to tag along t- to save souls. Father Marquette was one such person who, after he and Joliet, were the first Europeans to discover the Mississippi River. Returning to Lake Michigan via the Chicago Portage, uh, after Marquette and Joliet discovered the Mississippi, uh, they ventured north along the west shore of Lake Michigan. Uh, Marquette documented uh, there was a noticeable current moving the opposite direction all the way until they portaged across the ancient route, which was across the Door Peninsula. By the end of September, uh, Marquette and company reached the Jesuit mission at St. Francis Xavier, um, and that is at the lowest rapids of the Fox River. No notes were made in his journal regarding their reception. Uh, Marquette, he traveled with uh, two gentlemen that were mentioned in the notes, uh, Pierre Poirier and a gentleman named Jacques, no last name, in October of 1674 from the mouth of the Fox River en route, albeit a very slow one, to Chicago. Marquette's journal had brief, nearly daily entries regarding location, weather, food eaten, and his general condition. On the 27th, they were on the Sturgeon Bay, and on the 28th, they crossed the Sturgeon Bay portage on the Door Peninsula. Quote, we began our portage and slept on the other shore, where the stormy weather gave us much trouble, unquote. The weather made the portage a three-day affair, and no notes about the condition of the portage were made. November 3rd, the party reached the Sheboygan River and delayed into the 6th when they were only allowed one day's travel, then waylaid for five days because of quote, on account of the great agitation of the lake. Resuming on the 15th, one day's travel, and then another three-day detention. His notes are scant. Uh, One note was, Pierre mends a savage's gun. Snow falls at night and thaws during the day. The Milwaukee River was reached on the 23rd, and one has to wonder if his ill health at the time um, maybe played into their slow progression. Uh, because he died uh, not too much long after this uh, trip. Actually, it was during the trip on his way back to uh, St. Ignace that he uh, passed away. Uh, another uh, uh, note in his diary, Then the cold began, and more than a foot of snow covered the ground. It has remained ever since. 
He also notes at the time that he was having attacks of diarrhea. On December 4th, the party reached the river of the Portage, um, and that is the Chicago River, paddled upstream to the Portage Point, and they found a settlement of Transit, Illinois, um, who had just left the area and came up to the area to settle for the winter. Um, he also found Potawatomi in the area. On the 14th, having encamped near the portage, uh, two leagues up the river, uh, he uh, resolved to winter there. It was, it was impossible to go farther uh, since they were too uh, much hindered and uh, his ailment did not permit him to uh, um, go further and he was uh, very, and it says, I gave myself much fatigue. And that was the note in his diary. The first known non-indigenous permanent settler in Chicago was uh, explorer Jean-Baptiste Pointe du Sabelle. Du Sabelle was of African and French descent and arrived in the 1780s, and he is commonly known as the founder of Chicago. In 1795, following the victory of the New United States in the Northwest Indian War, an area that was uh, to be part of Chicago was turned over to the United States for a military post by Native tribes in accordance with the Treaty of Greenville. In 1803, the United States Army built Fort Dearborn in the area, um, and that was destroyed in 1812 in the Battle of Fort Dearborn by the British and their Native allies, uh, and it was later rebuilt. After the War of 1812, the Ottawa and Ojibwa and Potawatomi tribes ceded additional land to the United States um, in the Treaty of uh, 1816, Treaty of St. Louis. The Potawatomi were forcibly removed from their land after the Treaty of Chicago in 1833 and sent west of the Mississippi River during the Indian Removal Program. In 1820, upon arrival at Green Bay, the Cass Expedition broke up into three groups. One group, with Doty and Chase, were to proceed north along the western shore of Lake Michigan and the northern shore back to Mackinac. Um, and uh, they were bringing with them a natural history collection with equipment and baggage, uh, uh, and they're going to put it up on a schooner named the Decatur. Schoolcraft casts and 14 others and two canoes departed Green Bay on August 22, 1820 from the mouth of the Fox River into Green Bay, paddling along the eastern shore of the bay and camped 25 miles from the mouth of the river. The next day, uh, 20 miles up the coast, uh, a three-paws portage across the peninsula and weather caused them to camp on the shore of Lake Michigan before leaving again southward on August 24th. The shoreline was noted as smooth and the prevalence of American beech trees, which reaches its western limit along the western shore of Lake Michigan. No mention of humans until a village of Menominee Indians in Six Lodges on the uh, uh, 25th and at Manitowoc, uh, Milwaukee um, on the 28th or on the 26th. Um, and it was at the same time they reached Milwaukee. Uh, they reached Milwaukee and the river the same name on the 26th as well. Um, and they made a reference to being able to paddle 100 miles upstream to a short portage over to the Rock River to the Mississippi. 35 more miles on the 27th, uh, they passed the Sac and uh, Sheboygan Rivers. Schoolcraft's notes so far on this trip have mostly been on the geology of the area, and uh, the, the entry in today's journal is no different, where he found uh, what he found, uh, what he called naphtha, uh, quote, it had the color and consistence of dried tar, uh, but on obtaining a fresh fracture, it was so liquid as to flow from the cavities and presented an olive brown color clinging uh, to the sand and looking black as it dried. 
It was here on the 31st that Governor Cass rode off on horseback uh, following an Indian trail, probably the Sauk Trail to Detroit. Dr. Wolcott and his military attachment left at Chicago. Douglas and Schoolcraft carried on along the shore back to Mackinac where they would reunite with the party that separated with them at the mouth of the Fox. On September 2nd, the party passed the Calumet, uh, River of the Roads, it was called, and the wreck of the Schooner Hercules. The voyagers were aware of the locations of the graves of the sailors from this wrecked schooner. Uh, the party turned the corner at the bottom of Lake Michigan and were headed northbound on Lake Michigan's east shore and camped 12 miles past the mouth of the Galen River. The west shore of Lake Michigan leads to two very important routes. First is the Fox River to the Wisconsin River Portage, which then brings you to the Mississippi. The second is the Chicago River to the Des Plaines and then down to the Mississippi as well. These two portages were the primary two portages that helped open up the west as it connected directly to the Mississippi River. Uh, third portage, the Kankakee to the St. Joseph, was also used, but it was not a direct route like the previous two. And the rest is history. All right. This Chicago Porridge is still there, and there is a YouTuber that actually um, went to find it, and it's in the suburban neighborhood um, where the the area is a, kind of a swampy, marshy area, but it looks still doable, although this video is kind of on the old side, so um, it would be worth checking out someday. That would be a kind of a fun one to do, because that portage was uh, probably of the portages in the... Um, Lake Michigan area over to Lake uh, over to the Mississippi River was probably the most used. All right, thanks for joining me again for Trail Tales. I hope you enjoyed our little adventure on Lake Michigan. Um, you can go to the library and you can check out a book about uh, um, Schoolcraft and Cass's expedition on uh, uh, the Great Lakes. They actually did two of them. Um, one was in 1820, and I believe they did one about uh, ten years later. Um, or Schoolcraft did anyways, because Cass ended up becoming the territorial governor. And then ended up running for president. All right, there you go. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you again.